Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Guys Without Helmets. Well, Wildcard Weekend is officially in the books. Crazy, crazy outcome to some of these games. Let's jump right in. The highly favored Cleveland Browns. Yep, they did it. They lost to the Texans. It was 45-15. Tim, this is pretty crazy. Rookie head coach, rookie quarterback, and they dropped 45 on the Browns. Yeah, this has to be one of the more incredible turnarounds we've seen in the NFL. And there, there's been some good turnarounds, but to go from having – uh, the worst team, or one of right, were they the worst team? I think by record last year, or one of the worst. They, were, right? yeah, yeah, they, yeah. they came down to that last game, right? That's yeah. right, that last yeah. game, and they went Between for the it. Yeah, that, that's right. And then to turn it around and not only make the playoffs, but then go out there and win a playoff game with a rookie head coach, a rookie quarterback, and not only win it but dominate over a Bears defense that had been so hot all year long to put up forty-five points. Absolutely incredible. Yeah, the Browns, they really pooped the bed, literally. Yep. Well, not literally, but um, <laughs> well, not Brown, like Ger- Joe Flacco's geriatric yeah. or anything, oh, but <laughs> he's probably retiring, I would, after this great run he had. Historic run. I think he was the best quarterback in the league for like four weeks in a row. Yeah. Over 300 yards multiple times, so very good play for him. But C.J. Stroud clearly is the real deal, dropping 45 points against the Browns. I know, I think there's a pick six in there or something. Yeah, but C.J. Stroud playing great, D'Amico Ryan, making his case for coach of the year, maybe. But Browns at Texans, not not a good showing for them. Yeah, and obviously a very efficient game from the Texans. You look at the time of possession, the Browns actually had the ball for 10 more minutes on offense than them. They had uh, all, The Texans only threw half as many attempts, and obviously uh, they had total yards were fewer than the Browns as well. So a lot of things in favor for the Browns, and obviously just obviously with a score separation of 45 to 14 the browns just couldn't execute and score had a lot of mistakes as Caleb said there was a pick six as well just a super efficient game from the texans i think it would have been hard to beat them no matter what team you were i mean let alone the browns in this game yeah i think outside of the running game uh the browns were moving the football blah 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 but there was a play we saw woo i don't know if you noticed this tim he had, I forget the running back who was running the ball at the time. Singletary. Singletary's coming out. Mm-hmm. Wu sees it. like He looks mm-hmm. like a pro wrestler ready to jump out of the cage. And, I mean, he sees it, bro. And he hits that gap like like he was fired out of a mm-hmm. cannon. And Singletary goes, whoop. Mm-hmm. And my guy just falls on his face. And Wu gets up mad. Like, you could see he's hot that he missed that tackle. He doesn't usually miss those. Yeah, no, uh, he doesn't. I don't, you know, can we chalk this up to any given Sunday? Like, the Browns were prepared for this. The Texans shouldn't have been this good. Um, but I guess the talk before this was Coach of the Year was one of these guys. Now, we all know they say that they would decide before the regular season. Mm-hmm. But this certainly makes a case for the young coach in, in Houston as opposed to Stefanski for winning Coach of the Year. Am I wrong? You might be right. Yeah, I don't know. It's uh, It was a tough game. I'm sorry, I misspoke. The Texans only have 32 more yards. I looked at it incorrectly. But 32 more yards for 31 more points. So... Yeah, I mean, the tail of the tape isn't, other than yards per play, isn't decidingly in their fashion. But 45 points speaks for itself. If you're a Houston Texan, I don't know one. I don't know a single person. (laughs) I've never shook hands with a man or woman or child who said, I'm a Houston Texans fan. But, hey, if you're out there, congratulations. Uh, All you Brownie fans, sorry. It's, uh, yeah, just sorry. I don't know what to say. Kansas City and Miami. Kansas City wins 26-7. to uh, never fully looked like the Miami Dolphins. Josh, we're, we're getting uh, moving in this game. Just never looked like they were really ready to, to run away at any point. Yeah, and they didn't run well in this game either. Uh, Raheem Mostert, eight carries for 33. 
Uh, A-Chain, six for nine. We know he's been highly efficient this year, but ultimately a lot of guys are hurting this team. They're on their fifth edge rusher. They're on their third middle linebacker. There's a lot of situa- or a lot of players that are out during these games. So mm-hmm. situationally, they've just been bad for the past month or so. If you're watching Hard Knocks, you know it's been a hard stretch for them. But obviously you throw a Florida team and what feels like negative 30-degree weather, <laughs> yeah. you can't really expect for a great outcome as well. Yeah. I don't know. They're talking about now Tua in the, the the DAC category of do they move forward with Tua? Do they exercise his fifth-year option, all this jazz? You've been a big fan of Tua Tungabailoa, Caleb. What are your thoughts on his position with the Dolphins? Didn't he lead the league in yards? Yeah. Uh, hey, didn't, didn't he lead the league in, like, passer percentage? Doesn't. He was, doesn't he was top, five, top five in almost in every stat. Yeah. Shut up. Not you, but everyone's complaining. I'll I'll stop talking, too. I I mean, what are your thoughts? No, no, they absolutely need to keep him. This is a quarterback-driven league, and they've found a quarterback that can throw the ball. He's proven he can play. Um, And and they're a young team still from the standpoint of he's only been in the league a few years. You know, I think it is a little different from the Dak situation where Dak's been there for a while. Right, yeah. So, no, they definitely need to run it back, and hopefully they stay healthy and they can add some pieces in. You know, if you're a Dolphins fan, I don't know if you thought that you were going to win the Super Bowl this year because, you know, <laughs> I, I mean, we've seen the, the wins that they have were not against winning teams, right? And so, I, you know, I think the future is bright for them, but you, quarterback is not the position to be switching for sure. Yeah, and most importantly, you have a quarterback that can run this team. He can yeah. run this system. Yeah. He knows this offense. You don't need to go and try to find somebody. Like, mm-hmm. obviously, you have a guy that can successfully run this offense, as Caleb said, Top five in basically every stat, led the league in passing yards. I know that doesn't that doesn't push the needle specifically because Jameis Winston led the league in passing one year. <laughs> but obviously when this team was hot, they were as hot as anybody. And you can't just let go of that because of the last few games. There's a lot of things that go into losing football games and half of your team being out is a big part of that. It's funny that the change in, I don't want to call them normies, but just basic NFL fans. Remember yeah. they scored 70 like 15 weeks ago and everyone was yeah. crying that they're the best team ever. Yeah. And now they're like, we need to replace this guy. Like <laughs> three months later, it's changed. And I mean, you're, you led to it, but ultimately Dak Prescott in the same conversation because of this. And it's, it's every year because every ultimately year. they've been in the same situation. Every year. I think they didn't make playoffs twice. One of those years he was obviously had an ankle injury. But every time they get there, they lose. I mean, that's similar to so many teams, though, yeah. is my problem. Yeah, it's and two and four in a And so it's easy always towards the end of the year to blame it on the quarterback. Yeah. But ultimately, when you have – we can talk about that game in a minute. But a lot of things pointed <laughs> towards Dak not being the only problem. No. And let's talk about that game because I have literally heard with my own little ears people saying, hey, man, I didn't watch the game, but it looked like it was close, and I want to punch him. <laughs> Um, <laughs> because it wasn't close. <laughs> yeah, but what I do, uh, my takeaway, Tim, and congratulations, Tim. The okay. uh, Let me just read the score before I vomit. The Green Bay Packers, <laughs> 48, Dallas Cowboys, 32. Yeah, when you look at, again, the tail of the tape doesn't always tell it. This is why we watch football, folks. Dak Prescott, 41 of 60. Mm. 60. Yes. Yep. You should be leading three, the three touches, two <laughs> yeah. Yeah. this week. 60. Um, and Love, uh, pretty pedestrian, 16 of 21, 272, but three touchdowns, right. mistake-free. Mm-hmm. Passer rain through the roof. Here's the thing. Before the game, everyone on Fox said, hey, if you know if uh, Jones runs the football, he has the last few weeks, and Dallas can't stop it. They have trouble stopping the run. Lights out. That's how they beat. That's the mm-hmm. path to beating. Then I heard someone say you know, that uh, at halftime, one of these you know sports journalist people say, you know what? Dallas let them get a couple third and longs. Mm-hmm. CD dropped a couple. If those things were the other way, this is a ball game. And honestly, at the time, what was the halftime score? It was a 27-7. We got the ball mm-hmm. back. Mm-hmm. 27-14 is respectable. 
they scored 14 more points. Mm-hmm. It was not any. My point is, uh, it wasn't close. It, I mean, anyone who watched the game knew we got it, most of ours in I garbage I feel like time. it was close, though. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> here's the thing, guys. It's just Dak throwing a pick six. Dak throwing a pick on the five-yard line. And and for the record, you guys will probably disagree, there should have been pass interference on the on the pick. Because the Cooks one? The, yeah, Jair. Yeah. Because he couldn't get to the ball. They both right. have a That's right to it. But there was there was clearly pass interference prior, that's, and that's I feel like probably that's a flip why. A coin win, though. But I'm listen. I'm not that guy that's like that. It didn't matter. We lost. Yeah, we yeah. would have lost anyway. Yeah. So uh, great game. I you know listen. I don't. This is and I want to talk about the coaching carousel and, and moving on from players with this example because first of all, congratulations. The Packers have now three franchise quarterbacks, and the formula <laughs> seems to be draft someone, let them sit behind a Hall of Famer, and watch them shine. And, you know, we've asked you the question, is is uh, love the real deal? I think emphatically the world knows, yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. he went in there and single hand. And for the record, when did he drink the Brett Favre pill and start hopping on two feet over the line and tossing? Like, what's up with his, his bye week? His bye week <laughs> is when, if you look at it in the numbers, I mean, even in October, I think I was on the show with you guys and you asked me, is Jordan love the answer? And yeah. I was like, ah, I don't know. Because even Brian Gutekinds, our GM, the Packers general manager, said he, he's got to, he's got to, basically sell himself these last few weeks of the, the season uh, to make a decision. And since then, I, I, I know you've seen the numbers, 21 touchdowns, one interception. Mm-hmm. I mean, he has been on fire, on and, fire. and making these ridiculous throws. Yeah. That fourth down throw was was a Favre-esque, Rodgers-esque sidearm. Two feet off the ground. Down, two feet off the ground, swings it in there. Yeah. I mean... Yeah, there was a craft first down that was kind of like that cook mm-hmm. catch. Yeah, yeah, I know, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't that far uh-huh. on the on the sideline, right. but it was the same falling yeah. over type thing. My yeah. thing is, you know, maybe Lafleur because of all those guys that were buddies together, shacking up, mm-hmm. coming up with offensive plans like a bunch mm-hmm. of nerds. Well, who was mm-hmm. it? Uh, McVay, Shanahan, McDaniel, McDaniel, McDaniel O'Connell. Lafleur yeah. gets overlooked as just this guy who had Brett Favre, or mm-hmm. I mean, who had yeah. Aaron Rodgers. He's going to be fine. But he doesn't have Aaron Rodgers. In fact, he doesn't have a savvy veteran on the squad, mm-hmm. and he did the virtually impossible: beat the number two seed Dallas Cowboys. I mean, it speaks to it speaks to the progression through the year because yeah. they started off what two and seven or something. They lost yeah. five two, straight or something. Yeah, Four lost out of the five, five straight. So yeah. they're very much so not a playoff team. But nope. as you said, Jordan Love comes out here after that and just turns into this guy that just wins everything. So mm-hmm. now there's something here. going on there. Man. Yeah, there's something <laughs> in the cheese. Oh yeah. So youngest team in the league. <laughs> But it, isn't this why <laughs> we love football? Win. Because it breaks the script? Because any given Sunday? Because there's only this much you know, space between a good and a bad team? I mean, yeah, uh, absolutely. And I think the thing we had said last week, and you know, listen to last week's show, I picked against the Packers. Well, conventional <laughs> but, wisdom. But, right, conventional wisdom, right, right. But, but the thing was, they, they're so young, they don't know they're not supposed to be there. Right. And it's kind of that like, eh, if you can get hot, I mean, look at, I mean, not to go off topic, but look at baseball this year. Anyone that follows baseball, the two teams in the, the World Series were the Texas Rangers and the Arizona Diamondbacks. They were far from the best teams, yeah. but they were young, they got hot at the right time, and they just were like, screw it we're gonna go out and just ball out and like and play and that's kind of what the the packers did uh on sunday and and they did play mistake free um dak and cd lamb did not seem to be on the same page i'm not quite sure what was happening there um a little bit more in the second half but it just seemed like they yeah it, it 
it seemed like they were the rattled team yeah. um, versus the Packers, who, sh- who should have been rattled. The big decision, I think actually one of the biggest plays of the whole game was the coin toss of the Packers <laughs> winning the coin toss and deciding to take it and go down and set the tempo and play keep away. That was an eight-minute drive to start off the game right yeah. there and keep the ball out of Dak's hands and take the, the uh, momentum out of the crowd. And Yeah. Um, yeah, it was a it was a great game for Packers, and uh, yeah, it was a good game overall. I will say that like I'm tired of Micah Parsons talking like he knows about play. I love the kid, but he's uh, for weeks like I don't want to talk about race season. It's all about the playoffs, you know, all of his like disposition. What do you know about the playoffs? Mm-hmm. Like, and where were you? Like, he did get yeah. a few holding calls that he yeah. should have gotten, right? But again, I think here's what Dallas needs to take away. My opinion, you're not going to find a better coach. Honestly, Dan Quinn's the one who was exposed. He played zone defense and well, got burned on every well, long third you, you down. You kind of have to when your team doesn't sign a linebacker for two months. Doesn't matter. Our secondary was all healthy other than Diggs, which, again, he hasn't been there all year. Point is, if anyone's a loser in this, it's everyone saying, we got to keep Dan Quinn. Well, he got exposed. Right. His defense was not well-schemed in this game. Yeah, and in this game, I believe there were zero sacks from the Cowboys. I know they had the ball on offense a lot, trying to get drives to get – points obviously they had the ball for 31 minutes on offense almost split between the two teams but zero sacks like you expect Jordan Love to not drop a ton of points if exactly. you're putting zero pressure on yeah, him that's I what understand. I think pressure I understand Mike Parsons and his presence traditionally but there's just been weeks where there's no pressure on the edge we saw from the first drive Lawrence did very well but mm-hmm. outside of that there was really no pressure on Jordan Love, right. and I mean, he also made great plays around what the defense was throwing at him. Anyways, yeah. the reality is, Tim, and I'm, I, you know, I'm not what it could have showed. That's not the point. I'm trying to breathe hope into a Cowboys fan base instead yeah. of being like, oh, we'll just screw everybody and fire everyone, like everyone <laughs> says in the media. Right. The truth is, you got to learn, CD. I love you. You can't drop a ball when mm-hmm. it's third and long, That's and you got right. the yep. first down in your mm-hmm. hand. Yep. You can't do that. That's right. the difference between championship play and being good. Mm-hmm. And Micah, you got to get pressure. That's yeah. what we pay you for. You yeah. have to. Right. Lawrence Taylor created plays. Reggie White created plays. Yep. They have yeah. rings. Mm-hmm. You know, it's true. you got to cr- you got to be the difference. And when you go out there like we did, and you fall asleep at the wheel, you deserve to lose. So championship football is more about not falling asleep at the wheel. It's one play at a time. That's Reggie right. won with Favre. Reggie won with Favre. Yeah, I did. yeah. But he went there yeah. knowing that he had to be what he was to win with Favre, and he yeah. made a difference. Mm-hmm. He didn't just go and be pedestrian. That's why Dion has two. Dion's smart enough, but he was the difference. Dion just didn't go. Like he went to shut down Irvin, mission mm-hmm. accomplished. He went to shut down Rice, mission accomplished. Mm-hmm. And my point is that instead of saying let's fire McCarthy, let's fire Quinn. I love Dan Quinn, but I'm starting to think maybe Al Harris could run the defense just as good. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, our defense has looked suspect the last few weeks running this zone mess instead of playing man up, and it's cost us. Because no offense, if we don't play zone and we man up with, with them, right. we might have done a better job at those yeah. third nines that they scored on every one of them. Yeah. And Dallas, you have to learn that those plays matter and because they do. And, you know, I love CD. He's my guy. He's an elite wide receiver. Mm-hmm. He stepped up this year and proved what we already knew. But you got to catch those balls. Yeah, those matter. Well, your defensive lineman. What is it? Bell, who weighs two hundred and ten pounds inside. Marquise Bell. Yeah, He's Marquise a Bell. He's He's a inside. linebacker. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I mean, trash. That, that's young. Yeah. I, I mean, that, <laughs> yeah. that, not young, but well, young too. But yeah, but that, that that's small for yeah. for a guy on defense. And, he, and so any team you're playing, it's gonna just. 
push you around. Yeah. And so these holes that were established for, for Aaron Jones, Aaron, I know Jordan Love's getting a lot of love, which he should. Yeah. But Aaron Jones, murder, I mean, that, yeah. that, my goodness gracious, that opened yeah. up the whole running game. And that was without AJ Dillon. So Aaron Jones knew it was going to be all on his shoulders yeah. and just pushing around those, and, those linemen. And to your defense, Van Der Esch has been out. We haven't had an answer for right. the other right. guys. Yeah. I was going to talk That's about right. that. Is yeah. Bell yeah. wasn't slated to start this year. And I understand right. that he's undersized a little bit. And he's, he's, he's done well as a backup player. But when it comes to these moments, he's a young player. He wasn't intended yeah. to start. Mm-hmm. The, the Cowboys need to have a backup plan for players like Van Der Esch. And obviously, you, didn't, you don't expect someone to tear their ACL, but no. you have to be ready for that situation in terms of Trayvon Diggs. But I know they went after Darius Leonard, but that was really the only guy they went after mm-hmm. to replace these young guys. Damone yeah. Clark, <clears throat> he's done well as well, but he's also a young player. So you have two brand new linebackers in the middle of the field yeah kind of just figuring it out and the most crucial moment of your season it's hard to get a team together and you lose a player it's just hard. they didn't even sign anybody though anybody Uh, it's hard a breathing linebacker i know i don't know there's someone in the room to yeah just coach him up no, no, I'm anybody. With Ferguson was your MVP. Ferguson yeah. had a heck of a night. He a was your goal lineback yeah. too, apparently. It, yeah. So my advice, <laughs> and again, not that anyone, not that so, Jerry Jones is listening. I well, go ahead. I was just saying the only thing Dallas needs is keep the team together. Yep. Restructure some contracts, maybe if you need to draft in your first round some depth. No, no, no just draft a linebacker. Yep. Or sign one because okay. there's going to be a lot of free agents, and then sign a running back. Agreed. Because Tony Pollard's good as a, a B back, not an A back. Yeah. You saw him with Zeke running. Majority of the time, he was one of the best running backs in the and league. Dallas running. has already acknowledged that. But now here's my thing is, <clears throat> excuse me, 81-year-old Jerry Jones does not need to sell the farm. He, listen, if you rebuild, you're not going to live to see the next That's chance. Right. That's Leave right. it alone. Get a running back, get a linebacker. That's done. it. And That's go back it. and hit reset. And, and Trayvon's healthy. Your line's healthy. Dak took steps forward. Up. CD took steps forward. Pollard will be fine with a changeup guy. Mm-hmm. Get some depth at linebacker. Pollard is the changeup guy. Well, yeah. he'll be part of a tandem is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. We're there. And, and, and it's not even the, hey, you choked in the big game crap that everyone wants to feed you. We were slow starters. We've done that before. Mm-hmm. We did yeah. it you know, a couple weeks ago. Um, don't dismantle this team over that. Yeah, I mean, ultimately they need to face the reality of what has been this team the last, sure. what, eight years with Dak now? As you can do very well through the regular season, but you ha- once you get to where you're, what the whole regular season is for – you have to play like the Dallas Cowboys of the regular season, and they haven't ultimately. And that's yeah. you need to look at what is wrong and what's different. And obviously, there's a lot of things that are apparent. But I've, mentally, I just feel like yeah. it just they just get so caught up in where they're at, and it's just completely right. different team from the regular. We season. We took a step in the right direction by winning and getting to be the home team for a playoff game. We missed that opportunity. Dak one and five against the Packers. A team that did mm-hmm. not miss that opportunity. Mm-hmm. Your Detroit Lions. Uh, I say mm-hmm. yours because a lot of people are jumping on, and you should. What are they calling them? MCDC? I don't know. Uh, the, the head coach team. there, Dan Campbell? Yeah. 24-23. Mm-hmm. The, the great storyline in this is, you know, we've heard people in our own camp say that the Lions got stuck with Jared Goff. Let me set the record straight. The Lions went after Jared Goff, right. and they knew they had an aging veteran in Matthew Stafford who needed a chance to win, so they made the trade amongst other things. And I love this because I watched the post game, and very almost tearfully, Dan Campbell had a game ball, and as Jared Goff was walking in, he took the game ball, and he said, all I can say is this. And he was choking back tears. He said, Jared Goff is good enough for Detroit. And he threw him the game ball. And um, listen, he was an all-shucks kid who wasn't putting it together with Jeff Fisher, was picked on for hard knocks. He gets traded. They pour into this kid, and he's all world. Congratulations, Jared Goff. And how fitting 
that Matthew Stafford is in Detroit and they're begging him, please just let us kill one of Matty's stats. And he made it a game, 24-23. This was a great game to unpack. Yeah, I think that this game, obviously it's close as one point. Um, it came down to the last minute. Really, the Lions had to take knees at the end of the game and run out the clock. Stafford had a hand injury, I believe, in this game at some point. A thumb. I don't know if it was Doesn't a hand he always. Yeah. He always does. <laughs> yep. <laughs> I, I kind of wanted to see Carson Wentz come in this game because of what we saw last week. I know it was week 18, but Carson Wentz, I, I don't know. I feel like he, he deserves a championship, you know what I'm saying? Because he <laughs> led that Foles Eagles team his, to yeah. the playoffs. Chance and lost, to play in one, yeah. Lost his leg. But um, one-point game, the, Puka had a game. Had like, a game. Went crazy. This guy's going to be great. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, the Rams lost Higby. He might be out majority of next year with yeah. an ACL. Brutal play if you saw it. But the Lions, they've been playing. You'd feel like it'd be more than the point. I've said that a few times now. But <laughs> they've been playing so good that they should have blew out the Rams. They shouldn't have been this close. I think having Stafford be there, I don't know if that got in people's heads or what, but Stafford's playing great through an injury, and then the Lions got it done. I don't know. Well, Josh, I don't even know what to say. We looked at each other, Tim, and thought, oh, boy, Matthew Stafford's bleeding, and we're mm-hmm. thinking that he plays his best. The Lions right. don't want this. It's not good. The reality is <laughs> yeah, neither team true. ran the ball well. No. Both teams threw the ball well enough that when they needed it, they scored. Right. Uh, I mean, my guy Pikachu, he nine receptions, 181 yards. A rookie? In a playoff? Yeah. Playoffs? For playoffs. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, St. Brown. He is who we think he is. Mm-hmm. Like, and golf, I think this. these are pedestrian numbers, but I'm going to ask you, Tim, 27, 20, yeah. 22 of 27, that's accurate. Yeah. Yep. But 277 yards and a touchdown, that's all it took. Right. Those are pedestrian numbers, not not the near perfect, but the 277 yards right. compared to Stafford's 367. Are we starting to see quarterbacks be efficient with 260, 70 yards now? Is it coming yeah, back to 90s I think so. era? I, I think it might be because, yeah, I, I I feel like a few years ago you had to be a good game was a minimum of three 350 yeah. at least. And yeah. then like 400, you're like, okay, this is pretty good. Now it's like, yeah, you're right. It, but I think it's also the way the offenses are now designed of, yeah. of just – there's so many trick plays. There's so many um, just different formations that they're trying, whether it's with the running backs or, or just recognizing you don't need to be going deep on every single play. Um, I feel like part of that was, uh, you know, we went through that era a few years ago of every deep pass got you pass interference. And so it was like <laughs> they were just always throwing bombs down the field. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I think, you know, back to Jordan Love and uh, C.J. Stroud's numbers, identical yardage, I think, the, uh, both of those guys had. And, and they were under 300 yards. And I think we'll talk about it probably in a minute. But yeah. they would probably be the MVPs of the weekend. Those two, Most people would say those two were in under 300 yards. So, Crazy. yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think the weird thing is that every one of these teams in the playoffs has a receiver that receives rushing attempts. Mm-hmm. Like I can go on the list, Bills have Hardy, Steelers right. have Austin, Texans have Collins, mm-hmm. Browns have Moore, Cowboys have Lamb and Turpin, Packers have Reed, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Every team has a, a receiver that gets three to four rushes a game, right. and that kind of takes down from what the quarterbacks have to do as well. A lot of RPOs, a lot of running, a lot of dump-offs, pitches backwards to receivers, tight ends. <laughs> yeah. The league's changing. Over the past two or three years, it's changed a lot in that matter. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I also want to mention to our listeners, uh, we all got the Cleveland game wrong. Every All the guys picked That's Cleveland. Fine. I think the world got that game wrong. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We all got uh, KC right. We all got Dallas wrong. Yep. Tim went with his mind like a normal person, <laughs> proving he's not a meatball fan. Right. That no, just, nope, I'm not. I mean, I know you wanted to go Green Bay. I did. I did want to. But, but yeah. conventional wisdom and the seven and a half points made you. Yeah. But on this game, we split. Um, Tim and Dave went with the uh, – 
Lions and Caleb and Josh took a chance on LA, which I'm right there with you because this team was better One than point. we thought. Yeah. yeah. Let's move on to another game that I don't think anyone's surprised. We all got it right. Buffalo Bill beats the Pittsburgh Steelers 31 17. Um, eh, like, Bills, eh, they didn't play eh. that good. Eh, I mean, I, yeah. you know. What were well, the stats of that game? Here's the, here's the quarterback stat line for yeah. anyone that mm-hmm. cares. <clears throat> Bettest quarterback in this game, Mason Rudolph, <laughs> 22 <laughs> of 39. Yeah. 229 yards, two touchdowns. Josh Allen had 203 yards, three touchdowns. No picks, um, yeah. No picks. He was also their leading rusher, I believe, because he had that 50-yard mm-hmm. touchdown. Oh, yeah. No, Cook was their leading, 79 okay. yards. Yeah. Well, 74 yards for yeah, Josh he's Allen. He's right there. He's right there, yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, I mean. Did I, he get the game ball again? Probably. Yeah. I'm just <laughs> yeah. It, yeah. And to be honest, if, the, if they didn't jump out early, they had 14 points in the first quarter. Steelers did not score. The rest of the game, they both scored seven in the second, three in the third, and seven in the fourth. So the reality is another example of a team getting out on front and then just keeping the lead. So they went 31-17. Kudos to the Buffalo Bills. This was crazy, Tim, because they couldn't even get the stadium free of – Yeah. And they were crying because the NFL was trying to move the game to a non-frozen place. Right, yeah. <laughs> I have a good friend that went to the game with, with his son, and they he sent me a video, and the son is literally doing snow angels on their seat. Their seats were <laughs> packed. This was like yeah. a half hour before kickoff. Just packed with snow. Packed, packed, packed. Like not cleared off at all. And so – uh, yeah, cra- crazy environment there. Yeah, they're yeah. paying people like twenty dollars an hour to right, shovel yeah. throughout the yeah. night. Yeah, my good friend of mine still lives in Buffalo, and he posts pictures, you know, and stuff. He's right there, and mm-hmm. it's it's amazing how much snow is on the ground in Buffalo. Crazy, it's yeah. stupid. Uh, I don't I don't know where to start with this. I feel like I'm just going to be honest. I the Bills are just kind of limping into this thing. Like, yeah, yeah. the Steelers aren't. They shouldn't have won this game. No. You shouldn't have allowed no. them to play with you yeah. for three quarters. And I understand the Bills are on a win streak. Like, yeah, they they should have beat the Eagles. To be honest, earlier in the season. Yeah. Um. But and beyond that, they've won every single game. Uh. And they they obviously made the playoffs. They made the push. But in this game, you had a deep Deontay Johnson touchdown at the end of the game, which could have made it an onside kick situation. Like, it's the game was much closer than it needed to be. <laughs> And I understand Josh Allen only threw for 200 yards, but it's just it's a situation where you'd like it to be a much larger margin. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I don't. I mean, I don't know. You know, I can't like sit here and brag about what the Bills did. Like, like the Packers, they you know they came out like gangbusters. Mm-hmm. You know, <laughs> um, Lions and Rams went at it. You know, Texans yeah. were on fire. The yeah. Chiefs had a statement to make. The Bills beat the Steelers. The team that should yeah, have made I, the playoffs. Yeah, yeah. You, you can't discredit them for beating the team they should have no, beaten. No, they beat course. the team they're supposed to beat. But it just—it wasn't commanding. It's not like you're watching. Like if you—if you were, I say this all the time, the eyeball right. test. If you were a space alien watching football, you'd swear the Texans and Packers are the best football teams in the world. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, you're right because yeah. like they the, went the, after the, the energy and the yeah. The Bills cannot sleepwalk through this next game because they will be completely destroyed it's, if they it's, come it's with groundhog the same, day yeah. for them it, it feels yeah, like no, right. repeat yeah, yep. it feels like they're trying to obviously you want to do this in every game but it seems like they're trying to just not have any mistakes mm-hmm. like josh allen's playing very he obviously had that big run which yeah, he, he should have been tackled for yeah. early but he's playing more conservative than i think i've seen him play yeah the first half of the season especially prior seasons but when he wants to the deep shot is available and he's had those the last few games as well but he's been less risky so less passing yards, uh, but ultimately they've been able to have less mistakes throughout their offense in the past few games. I'm, I'm just saying the Chiefs, Bills. But before we go there, let's talk about Maker Bayfield. I said it right, Maker Bayfield. That's what we call him around here. Josh, I'm going to ask you for that stat line you gave me the other day to prove why we should be watching this kid. 
But I'm going to start with a question for you, Tim. Go for it. What in the world? Yeah. <laughs> I don't root for teams in my division right. ever. It's not yeah. called hating people. Right. Yep. I don't go, okay, the Eagles are alive in my division. I hope they win one for us. I never do that. Nope. Nope. I'm glad they lost. Yeah. But I'm not a hater. Yeah. I'm celebrating Baker Mayfield here. Yeah. Baker got it done. Baker got it done, and the Eagles just could not tackle at all. That that looked like one of the worst tackling performances I've ever seen in the NFL. So many blown tackles. Miserable. And yeah, unbelievable. Yeah. But, we Baker, were... but Baker Baker looked great. Baker stood in there. Oh, my gosh. A throw to seal it at the very end. Oh, the, yeah. The, the, oh we ran, we kept running one back. Was it Trey Palmer? Where, that one? That was Chris Gowan, I Chris think. Chris Gowan. He kept yeah. running a play back where mm. it looked like the guy was just running in there and spinning around. Oh, like yeah. That, 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 that's Trey Palmer. That early on was Trey yeah, Palmer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think it was... Something to the left. I couldn't remember what it was, mm-hmm. but he had the ball. It just was spinning around, and it was just guys just missing. It's like, yep. dude, he he knows that this play is over with just trying right. to get yeah. yards, and y'all <laughs> are letting him just thirty-two yep. to nine. The bill, the the Bucks deliver the win. Um, my, my concern, guys, is we've seen this now for however long Caleb predicted. You don't even talk to Jalen Hurts on the sideline. There's mm. several clips of players walking up and talking to him, and yeah. he's almost staring away from him. Like he won't even. This is something's broken. Like mm-hmm. this this rookie not rookie, this young quarterback who should be leading this team well right. instead can't even get, you know, Pro Bowl caliber players to look him in the eye. Goddard was one yesterday who had some words and he just stared forward and didn't even listen to him. Something's broken in Philadelphia. Yeah, and to speak on, obviously they have injuries. I know Darius Slay left mm-hmm. later in this game. I think yep. he injured his back, but he's out. James Bradbury, I don't know what happened to him, but he's been in and out. They benched him during this game. They had a rookie in there. They have several safeties out. Uh, Reed Blankenship, who's been their number one guy, mm-hmm. uh, he's out. Uh, Sidney Brown, torn ACL, not playing. I understand a lot of backups in the secondary, but they're playing football as if they didn't plan to play football together. Right. They're like out they, of gas. They, like they, you just grabbed a bunch of athletes and said, yeah. hey, we're going to go play against a team yeah. that practiced for the past week <laughs> and uh, see what happens. And on that Trey Palmer deep touchdown, you had James Bradbury right there, missed the tackle. I mean, okay, he missed the tackle, but then you have – um, Kevin Byard running down straight towards Trey Palmer, and mm. Trey Palmer takes one angle and he just whiffs. It's like, how are these Pro Bowl caliber guys playing so far apart from each other? It just looks like the coaching situation and uh, their what prepare, preparation for the game was just completely off. And it's been like that for the past month. Yeah, like they got blown out by the Giants for the same reason last yeah, week. Absolutely, I think it took the league however many weeks, eight to ten weeks, to realize that. Sirianni can't coach those two coordinators. Yeah. And that's what happened. Two by the DBs two. Can't, the uh, DBs have no idea where they're supposed no. to be because Gannon is now Arizona's head Patricia coach. Patricia can't coach. The mm-hmm. offense Let's is completely... Yeah, and honestly... Yeah. Sorry, you can finish. The offense is completely whacked yeah. because... They're out of sync. Steichen's on the Colts. I mean, yeah. it took 10 weeks for the league to be like, oh, these guys don't know what they're doing. And they yeah. figured out the formula how to beat them. That's why they yeah. lost seven in a row now. Yeah, and they had, they had a defense coordinator going into the season. And I think five weeks ago or whatever it was around that time they ended up sitting him because the defense was playing worse but then you have Matt Patricia come in plays great for one game and then it's just been the worst defense in yeah, the NFL it's been terrible since then so I don't yeah. understand I don't know the dude but he puts off that he's a cocky guy very but much he was very good and it was the eagle way quote yeah. quotes mm-hmm. when they had 13 wins with the Super when you had Jim Schwartz as your defense coordinator Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. you had yeah, yeah, you had him, yeah. and then two coordinators then that two are now head coaches that are doing pretty exactly. good where they're at. Yeah. So I think, yeah. yeah, I think he just hid behind his coordinators. One hundred percent. Is he exposed? Is he gone? I don't think he's gone. I think they give him another year because of the injuries. But now you have no Kelsey, probably three defenders retiring. 
Kelsey. Free agents. A.J. Brown not wanting to play there. Right. Jalen Hurts, we don't know what he wants to do. Let's say for the record that Jason Kelsey's been a class act. He's been a quality human he, being great. and a quality center right. for a long, long time. Uh, and I think it hit him if you watched the game when, when he knew it was the game was close to ending. He broke down in tears because this is his last game. He loves the game. His body's failing, too. Come on, it's a rough game. Uh, I just, but I want to just say, you know, class act, well done. That guy deserves. He worked his butt off. Kelsey yeah. brothers will go in together. They'll go in. To uh, the hall. Probably not a lot of centers other than Mike Webster in. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> no, but I'm saying whenever yeah. Kelsey goes, yeah, he'll they can go justify with waiting to push him back. But he should be. Kelsey's been hard to cover to handle his entire career. He hasn't really dropped off much. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. been consistent. Yeah. I mean, he's been the number one center for like seven years in a row. Yeah. Now, the only thing I say about Sirianni, because I agree with you, I, I don't think they should fire him. No, I don't think just, so. However, however, this is the one year where you've got Belichick, you've got Harbaugh, you've got uh, Rabel. Uh, Rabel mm. uh, um, you, you've got some really yeah. big names out there that if they want to make the move right if they're yeah, going to make like the move seven openings right now yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're yeah. right but if you want to try to one keep those coaches away from your competitors like if there happens to be an opening in Dallas and you don't want Belichick yeah. going there and you want them there and you know it's a little bit of both it's a little the, bit of playing yeah, offense and defense the right, thing right. about yeah, yeah, Schwartz yeah, yeah. that people don't understand that you know I've always said he's a cocky dude I can't stand mm-hmm. him he's not head coach material because everyone knows he's a hothead right. and he's one step short of head hunting as a defensive guy like Schwartz him. Yeah, they know that. Like that's why they will never make him a head coach again. Like he's a great DC though, and and he right. knows he has no chance to be a head coach. Yeah. So he's always all in, you know. Yeah. yeah, and I think as Tim said, the biggest motivation to move off of Sirianni would be the available names. Yeah, because it very much so sounds like Bill Belichick wants to continue coaching. He does he interviewed with the uh, Falcons, I believe, mm-hmm. and there's a few more scheduled for him, uh, including the Chargers. But regardless. He still wants to coach, and you have plenty of other guys that are I would consider to be better coaches than Sirianni. Uh, but you look at what the team's done. This meltdown this year of the last month and a half has been terrible, right? It's probably been the worst, one of the worst teams in the league the past month and a half, and I understand that. But you look at what they did last year. You look at what they did for the first half of the year. They're still, what, did they have 12 wins this year? They're still yeah. right there, 11, 12 wins, like – I understand it was a meltdown. I, he's also a new coach. You have to keep that in mind. Yeah. The instant success makes you think of holding this team to the standard that's so high that you know when there's a bad time, obviously this was a terrible stretch. We have to remember that he is a young coach. He is a young guy. Uh, when They need to give him a chance, I believe. And obviously I, I, Bill Belichick's better. I'm not saying he's not. Yeah, yeah. Mike Vrabel's better. I'm not saying he's not. But I think you look at what they've done with a young coach and a young team, I think they need to keep it together. If they can't fix their personal situations with players cussing at each other on the sideline and getting mad. I know that happens in every game, but for continuously a month and a half, if you can't recover from that, then they have bigger problems than just your coach. Mm-hmm. Curveball. Okay. What if Belichick becomes a, just a defensive coordinator somewhere? Wouldn't that be wild? Yeah, that would be pretty wild. Yeah. I don't think he has the ego to, I, yeah. <laughs> I, I think his ego is too big to take that step down now, but yeah. Yeah. I agree. I do think something's wrong with Jalen Hurts, though. I know yeah, you alluded yep. to it. I don't like that his body language is all wrong. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I know quarterbacks sit on the bench occasionally, but like it's, it's very the Cam freaking Newton-esque. playoffs, right? Like, get up there. You see C.J. Stroud and Jordan Love, even Dak, like they're up there on the sideline cheering their defense on. I mean, Dak they're was engaged. over to C.D. a lot. Right. And C.D. looked or talking. Right. Yeah. Right. And Dak was like, get, "Let's let's go." Right. And he, they did. They did go too late. Yeah. Yeah. They the Eagles almost looked defeated going into the game yeah like, they did they uh, looked defeated for weeks yeah i know but you 
you go into the Giants game where they they benched their team in the second quarter because they're yeah. getting blown out so bad. Yeah. Where they had a chance to take over the division. Yeah. You have this game where they went in. We know he dislocated his finger last week. Jalen Hurts, that is, didn't throw the ball for an entire week, and it was like, I guess we're gonna try this out with this glove and see what happens. Like. This is a playoff game. You haven't yeah. tried anything up until right yeah. now. Then they said, Eli puts on the gloves. Did you watch the... Yeah, the yeah. And yeah, he's like, right. I've been working with this thing, bro. This really isn't a problem. You don't need your yeah. middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> and then he takes off the glove. Jalen's like, I can't play in this. And he goes yeah. out there. It's, I don't know. Yeah. I think this... Y'all already agree with me. I think football... I never played football. I'm the only one in here who probably hasn't. Y'all played Did you play right? football growing up? I did, yeah. Organized yeah, football? Yeah, yeah. See, I'm yeah, the only one yeah. that hasn't, but... Okay. I think 51% of it is mental. Maybe 99% of it, I don't know. Okay. Mm-hmm. But you see these players that are freak athletes. Cam Newton's an example. Jalen Hurts, we don't know what's wrong with him, but it seems to be a, a mental issue. Not that something wrong with him, saying like right. he doesn't have the attitude for it. But you see players like Baker Mayfield, Gardner Minshew coming out here and getting wins because yeah. they yeah. want to win. That's Not that they're point. more gifted or any more athletic yeah. than Cam Newton or Jalen Hurts. I think... Even coaches, Anthony Pierce, he just got the job for the Raiders. He's not a better coach than Vrabel, who just got yeah. fired. He mm-hmm. just wants to win more. His attitude's more. He's a, he knows how to motivate people. The, I think that's the biggest thing, the biggest problem with Jalen Hurts is I don't know if he's a leader. This is why I get tired of people dogging Dak. Like, even the two picks in this game didn't cost us the game. We could have recovered from the picks. That's not it. Dak is the consummate leader, consummate playmaker. Like he's out there leading his team. He still balls out. He's not the reason that we're not. He's not. There's no one better for us to pick up and bench him. It's easy to be the leader on a team that's has 13 wins. But Dak is the quintessential. I'm leader. saying Jalen yeah. Hurts. No, I know. How can you be a winner or a leader when you're you lost seven? But in my a row? point is, they're on a headhunt for Dak Prescott year after year because he coaches with us or he plays with a star on his helmet. That's what it's about. But Jalen Hurts will get the mulligan and nobody cares, <laughs> right? Probably. Yeah, and I don't look at it. I wish someone would make a bit tape of him on the bench. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't even look at his people talk. No, I would ridiculous. love to be mic'd up and hear yeah, this because I, I know Goddard was giving him some business and oh, walked yeah. away mad. And that was after Goddard <clears throat> dropped that third mm-hmm. down pass, and he's the one getting mad at Hertz. Well, did you right. did you yeah. see the tape where when he dropped it, they they cut to Hertz, and in live time, he's rolling his eyes and he's all mad. Yeah, like, I, I bro. Just, yeah, fix your face. Like yeah. you you got to go back to your <clears throat> players and motivate them. Like. You know he didn't purposely drop this pass. No, because like, when CD right. dropped the first down, yeah, Dak McCarthy was right in his face, right there, tapping to him. him on the yeah. helmet. And then, yep. then the coach went and said, "Let's just go. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's okay." Yeah. Mike Evans dropped a go-ahead touchdown or on the one, and Baker just said, "It's all good, bro." Tap, yeah. and they forgot about. It. Guess what? You got to do that, folks. Yeah. yeah. All right. Enough about Wild Card Weekend. My heart's broken <laughs> enough. My gosh. <laughs> Let's talk about divisional weekend. All right. No All fancy right, names. Go. This yeah. is the divisional round, guys. All right. Question for Tim. Yeah. Okay. Do the Packers have a chance in Santa Clara? They've never beat the 49ers. <laughs> yeah, no, that's Santa been Clara. their kryptonite for the last you know few years. That's who's knocked them out of the playoffs. Um, do they have a chance? Yeah. Do I? Again, I'm probably <laughs> going to pick against the Packers yeah. using my using my head <laughs> instead of my heart here. But um, you know, I. Don't take this the wrong way as Cowboys fans. The Niners are a better team than the oh, Cowboys yeah, are. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Um, and so this is this would be even more improbable, I think. But again, it, any given Sunday, if, if the Packers kind of follow a similar format of keep the ball out of their hands, put together long drives, play mistake-free ball, and run it well and, and play well on defense and keep the, keep the score close – um, cause I actually thought that was going to be the formula. I thought if the pack, if the Packers were to beat, uh, the Dallas, 
it was going to be a close game. We just have to kind of hang with Dallas pretty close and, and hope something gets together at the end. So that part surprised me that they were playing from ahead so much. I think this one's going to be closer to that format. If, yeah. if they if they are able to beat San Fran, it's going to be having to just not let them put the foot on the throttle and, and or to pedal or whatever the expression is and, and getting away with it. Because if, if the Packers dig too, be, too deep of a hole, uh, they're done. So you're picking the Niners. I'm picking the Niners. Josh, okay. We're going yeah, around the room. Four, this is your Saturday, 815. This is yep. your late game. We yep. were going to talk about Ravens first, but Caleb jumped it, and we're going to talk no, about sorry, 49ers. Sorry. And it's yeah, good. good. we got to talk about them anyway. Yeah. 49ers Packers, you are taking the 49ers, Tim. I am. All right, before we get deep in this, let me remind our listeners, I'm currently 4-3 and three based on last week. Caleb, you're 4-3. and three. Tim, you're 4-3. and three. Mm. Josh, you're not 4-3. and three. Amen. <laughs> But no, weren't, weren't there only six I, games? There were only six games. Uh, right? Hold on, six games. Let me do my math. No, no. Four and two, right? Um, I think we're four and two, maybe. Let know. me let me do the math sorry, here. Sorry, Let's sorry, talk. Sorry, we all sorry. got Cleveland wrong. All right. Okay. How are you four and three? You we all got KC right. Mm-hmm. We all got Buffalo right. Yep. Let's do two and one. We split on 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 Detroit. We split on on Tampa Bay. We all got Dallas wrong. So four and two, yeah. Yeah, four and two, yep. four and two, yeah, and two yeah, and four. Yeah, yeah. Yep. That's, okay. that's the way we're So I, I was the brave soul picking the Eagles, you know. Yeah. All right, now. You got that right. 49ers or Packers? Yeah. No, I picked the Eagles, and they lost. But uh, yeah. I think interesting enough in this game, 49ers, Packers, I think the favored team the last three matchups has lost the game. We saw in 2022, mm-hmm. 13 to 10, they won by a field goal. Packers were very much so the favorites in that game. I'm sorry, Tim. Yeah, that's brutal. I'm sorry. Yep. Oh, I know. But everyone remembers okay. that. I know. Or you don't because nothing happened in that game. But <laughs> regardless, the favorite team has Blunt lost punt. the past three matchups at least. I haven't looked back beyond that. But with that said, I'm not picking the Packers. Okay. But if the Packers won, I'm saying there's something going on there. <clears throat> yeah. But I'm picking the 49ers. Uh, they're the best team in football this year. I know they've had a stretch without Trent Williams. Well, congratulations. They've had a week off. Trent Williams is healthy. They're healthy, the whole team, other than a few safeties and other parts. But I think the Niners, obviously Packers are hot. But as Tim said, the 49ers are probably the best team in the league. And it's a better team than the last matchup they had. So they're healthy, and they're here. I think they're going to win. You want to go to me? Uh, no, I, the 49ers are going to win. I mean, okay. I'm not one for taking big stretches. They're a 10-point favorite. They're at home. The, they are a seasoned playoff team. It would, I would love it if the Packers win. You know, I got a Green Bay mug I've been drinking from all week. Tim. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, I'm not lying. <laughs> I, I mean, I admit defeat. They killed us. I'd love to see the Packers win. That would be awesome just for football, but 49ers win. Yeah, I'm going to take the Packers. All right. Let's uh, go, Caleb. I feel it. I, I I'll know. pay you later. I'll know. pay you after the show. <laughs> <laughs> no, I... I I don't think that – I just feel like the 49ers – I just watched Romeo Dubs in the middle of the field get 100 yards, rip <laughs> apart Dallas, who has no no presence, really. They have a backup – well, he's not backup. He's starting all year, but should be a backup safety and no middle linebackers. 49ers are without their starting safety. I don't know. It just feels weird to me. I think the Packers could win this game. And I'll just say I do think the winner of this game represents the NFC in the in the yeah. um, yep. in the Super Bowl. Ooh, yeah. yep. bold I think statement. Because if if the Packers win, they're clearly the hot team. I feel very confident they would beat either uh, the Lions or the uh, the Bucks. And I feel like if San Francisco wins, that just cements their their status as the top yep. team. Yeah, okay. so I'm lone wolf in the Packers. Yeah, yeah. I will say there isn't. Obviously, we talked about all these coaches that came from Washington. These two guys came from Washington. Yeah, I think Shanahan's father brought in 
uh, LaFleur's, the two yeah. brothers there. But obviously there's two teams, two coaches that know each other probably mm-hmm. more than anybody in this league. And uh, you Flip look at coin. Yeah, you look at how much they spread around the ball in on their team. They both do it very well, and they both had top five quarterbacks this year statistically. So it's not an uneven matchup per se, but the Niners obviously push over on defense, or a better team on defense rather, and then from there it, it could be closer than people want it to be. I, I think it could be a three-point game. Yeah. yeah. And you can shoot me when it's a blowout. But I, I hope you're right, man. <laughs> I hope you're right. But. I think it comes down to a kick. Yeah. I really do. All right, let's move down to the other NFC game. It's Sunday at 3 p.m., the red-hot Tampa Bay Bucks against the red-hot Detroit Lions. Six-point line. Vegas wants you to believe that Lions are a six-point favorite. Who do you got? Someone else go. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, I'll go. Um, I think think this is the Lions again. They're at home. They've got momentum. Uh, I think Baker has been playing. Now, I asked you, and I I didn't stop there. Let's stop there for a minute. Yeah. Baker has had these are Josh Hamby's words as good a season as anyone this year, mm-hmm. and Dad, yes. here's why. And he told me these numbers. Yes. And all things being considered, this is Baker Mayfield I'm talking about. So, it's Baker Mayfield. Yes, so Baker Mayfield. When I say he's as good as anybody, I mean he's playing very high level. Right. But Baker Mayfield ending the season, I mean he he was playing scouting team for the offensive line on the Panthers a few years ago, last year, but this year forty or four thousand four hundred forty yards. Mm. 28 passing touchdowns, 10 interceptions. He was right there in the top five, right at the end of it in terms of uh, touchdowns. 10 interceptions, that'll buy you a pretty good season, uh, especially on a playoff team. We know he's he's a risky player. That's pretty good for him. But obviously, 4,000 yards. There wasn't a 5,000-yard passer. I think Tua led the league with 4,400. And Baker Mayfield's been hurt. So he's right right there on almost every single stat. So, yes, he's right there as one of the top quarterbacks this year. Yep, Baker's getting it done, y'all. I got Lions. What do you guys got? Tim? I'm going to go Lions as well. I think the home field helps them. Um, I think they are probably the better team all around. I do, you know, my concern with the Bucks, and maybe it was part of their strategic game plan, was the, their use of Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. They didn't rely heavily on them, which you could say, well, that's good, and they still won. Or you can go, eh, I, I, I'm not quite sure, to be honest with you, about the Bucks. Obviously, you just read off the stats. Baker had an incredible game. I, I just, you know, they were 9-8. and eight. That's not overwhelming. They barely snuck in on the last day. Uh, you know, I think the Lions are just a better team. And I, I know I, I want to pick an upset in one of these four, but that's not the one I'm going <laughs> to go yeah. with. All right, Caleb. <sighs> you going to wolf us again? I'm not doing it to be funnier. Right. Yeah, I, I really think the Buccaneers can win the ah. game. The Lions, we watched them lose close games this year. We lost to Seattle at home in Detroit. So I don't think home field advantage really matters that much. They almost lost to the Rams, a one-point game. Yeah. The Buccaneers, they're a better team than the Rams, in my opinion, overall, rounded. Really? Okay. Um, the Rams are a very young team, other than Stafford, obviously. But the Buccaneers, they're, they're all veterans on defense right now. They're all playing pretty decent, considering they're an older team. Um, Mike Evans... Was quiet this week. Big I think he, he pops off this week. Big Mike. Young receivers getting involved. Kate Otten, the tight end, getting very involved. Rashad White has been the guy he's been all year. So I think they can really, if they eat the clock like they did early on in the Eagles game and just maintain possession with Rashad White and just churn away, I think the Lions, I think they, they play real messy when they're rushed. I think if they control the tempo, they're going to win. But I think Buccaneers can keep the tempo themselves this game and the Lions will have to rush to score. Okay. Josh Hamby. Yeah, and for me, 
I'm gonna take my my record already sucks enough, so I got to do something right. <laughs> but I'm, I honestly think the Buccaneers have a large chance in this game. You look at Baker Mayfield. Yes, they played against the Eagles, who have been awful. I understand that. And Baker Mayfield played perfect. Uh, he's actually he's the first Buccaneer to have a perfect game in the playoffs. Not pass rating, but he had 300 yards, three touchdowns, zero interceptions. Played very well, obviously. Uh, but you look at what they did in that game to stop the Eagles. I know they played terrible prior to this, but they rushed Jalen Hurts. They pressured him. They did. Jalen Hurts was scrambling, throwing off his back foot a lot. Didn't really have a plan beyond getting rushed. And you look at the games that the Lions have lost this season. They lost against the Baltimore Ravens, heavy pressure. They lost against the Seahawks, who ran against them the entire time. Uh, you look at the Green Bay game on Thanksgiving. You had Rashawn Gary get three sacks, heavily pressuring Jared Goff. The Buccaneers did it last week. I think they're going to do it again. And uh, they're, they're a better defense on paper than the Lions outside of interceptions. So I think there's a good chance they can really pressure Jared Goff. And really the focus and loss losses of the Lions this season has been when Jared Goff hasn't been red hot. And I think there's a chance that he's not this week as well. When he's rushed. With the Buccaneers doing what they know they need to do against him. So your pick is? Buccaneers. Okay. And when Jared Goff's rushed, he's not that good. And when Jared Goff has 500 yards in this game, please blame me. <laughs> blame me. <laughs> no, no. I mean, this is how we were split uh, last week as well. Good. All right, let's move to the other side of the ball. Number one seed, Raven. Got a week off. Should be a little healthy. The Texans are coming to town. What are you seeing, Tim? I'm going Texans. Oh. <laughs> uh, Baltimore historically has struggled a bit in the playoffs, especially with that bye. I, I think I don't like the bye. I don't like I, 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 <laughs> teams scare me coming off the bye. I know it like gets you rested and gets you. You're always playing a hot team, and there's no hotter team right now than the Texans, who kind of like Green Bay on the other side have nothing to lose. They're young. They've got a young young quarterback, young head coach, kind of going, hey, no one's given us any chance at all. Let's just go in there. Not only did they have the bye, but they kind of they had things wrapped up week 17 as well. Or week 18, sorry. I, I keep forgetting we have an 18-week season now. <laughs> and so they, they sat some of their players. And so some of these guys, two it's weeks. been like two or three weeks since they've yeah. actually played football and played meaningful football. And I think if, if um, kind of using the Green Bay strategy, if the Texans can win the coin toss and get that ball first and go in there and just, uh, you know, kind of knock them, you know, punch them in the mouth first and, and go in there. I think the Texans could surprise. I know uh, Baltimore was my pick preseason yeah, to win the yeah. whole Super Bowl, by the way. But yeah. I, if there's going to be an upset, I think this is the one, in my opinion. <laughs> yep, and I'm going to be taking the Ravens. I think, obviously, C.J. Stroud has one of the best rookie seasons they can imagine for a quarterback. But I think you look at this matchup, number one defense of the Ravens, uh, I remember watching Stroud in college. And, I mean, even even when you watch the big plays for them now, all of his big plays are going to receivers, obviously, down the field. But the, you don't see the safety in the picture, obviously. And his his he hesitates to throw two receivers when there's a safety over top of him. So we know the safety play for the Ravens. We know Hamilton. We know Geno Stone. I think they're going to emphasize doing that and playing that, you know, the, the things that C.J. Stroud does not do well. Um, and I think there might be a reason for C.J. Stroud to have one of his bad games this season. Obviously, they have a ton of pressure. We saw the games where he got heavily pressured. I think it was, let me look, C.J. Stroud. He got two and a half sacks against Josh Allen, the edge rusher for the Jags. And then the Jets, obviously, he didn't have any receivers in that game. But they scored six points. The Jets 
also great secondary able to contain them in that same aspect so i think this is a very very similar similar situation mm-hmm. yeah. for cj stroud great quarterback obviously but i think he's going to show his limitations in this game yeah I, i'm going to go with the ravens as well i think the problem with what happened with the browns last week is that the texans defense was playing great everyone was rushing the quarterback flacco 38 plus your easy 40 <clears throat> his bir- he's not he's, young. His birthday's today, I think. He's 39. years old. Yeah, so 38 and 360 whatever days. <laughs> Joe Flacco. Yeah. 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 Getting pressured by young D- yeah. defensive ends. He kind of just melts in the pocket like you saw in that game. He kind of he literally just dunks it to Kareem Hunt, and it was just – all he did was pressure. <laughs> you can't pressure Lamar Jackson. I think that's not going to work. He's going to get out of the pocket. He's going to kill you with his legs. It's a different type of offense that they're playing. Texans offense – is very young. Like Josh was saying, Stroud hasn't really had a bad game outside of a, a Jets defense, which was a top five, top five secondary with Tony Adams. I love that guy. Yeah. But um, I'm picking the Ravens. I think Stroud finally has a bad game. I've been saying it for weeks. It <laughs> yeah, hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah. So. <laughs> no, I, th- I think this is great. I mean, Tim talked about bye week. Some teams come out and they're just not good. Dallas. The most famously, the Giants <laughs> on the boat. Yeah, they oh, got yeah, their bye yeah. week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then they get slaughtered <laughs> right, right the boat afterwards. Picture. That killed their whole franchise. The Ravens have had a week. I mean, and they have new film on C.J. Stroud as well. They've had a week to sit here and watch this guy play football. Mm-hmm. And they've had a week to watch, an additional week to watch the Texans play. And I think they're really, with how their defense played all year, I think they're going to be really prepared for what C.J. Stroud brings and what his what he's bad at. And obviously he's had a great season, but he has limitations just like everyone else. And I think they have great corners and safeties to play against that. Yeah, yeah. I'm. Um, here's my fence straddling. Uh, I think Houston can do it, um, but yeah, I'm going Take with uh, Baltimore. Baltimore. <laughs> All right, let's talk about. This is where Tim separates himself and wins. Right, right. <laughs> had, to, had to do something. You know? <laughs> Let me say this: every home team won in the wild card weekend round except out except for one yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. i know i know tim i got you i got you i've been giving you props since before the game you have man before the game was over i was great you were being gracious very humble you're incredibly gracious um <laughs> so we're saying that's not the case because we have 49ers are at home lions are at home mm-hmm. ravens are at home bills are at home now is this a difference in the bills chief rivalry i'm gonna go first i say no <laughs> here's why I'll take Patrick Mahomes and the Walrus over most teams in the playoffs any day. I still don't think that Buffalo is is all that good. Although I think Josh Allen's way better than y'all do. I I like Josh Allen. Uh, he's fine. I never I never said he's bad. You never said he's bad, but you don't necessarily believe in Josh Allen. He's not an elite quarterback. I think he's great. I think he's, he's got he's got that it factor. You know, he's great. No, he doesn't. He hasn't won anything. Okay. But I'm still picking Mahomes. Mahomes for the win. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. I think Mahomes is clearly the best quarterback in the playoffs still. In the, in the league. I mean, who's next? Yeah. <clears throat> All right, we're not going there. <laughs> who's your pick? I would say Lamar, but I'm saying uh, the Chiefs here. I think Mahomes They're is not at the, home for the first time. I don't care. Okay. Mahomes is putting the cape on. Chiefs. 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 Taylor Swift, all that stuff. Oh, but hey, man. She's going to go to the Super the Bowl. The last remaining She's going Kelsey. to the Super Bowl. Win one for me. She denied her halftime show to be there to watch. Yes. All right. right, It's rigged. It's rigged. (laughs) Josh? Me? Yeah. Okay. Well, if y'all saw that MJD clip from earlier in the week, (laughs) this is the number two defense in the NFL, the Kansas City Chiefs. They're going to be riding that defense, right? Yeah. Kansas City Chiefs, number two defense. Uh, They've been terrible on offense, I understand. But Pat Mahomes has done the same thing as Josh Allen this year. Outside of rushing, um... But but for those reasons, I think 
the Bills have been trying so hard to play mistake-free that they're going to have to play catch-up against the Chiefs. And that's going to be a different than what they've been playing the last few games, or at least ever since they lost to the Eagles, where they looked kind of desperate. They changed offensive coordinators. Um, but I think they're going to be playing different football than they played the last month and a half to try and keep up with Pat Mahomes. And as I said, number two defense in the NFL right now for the Chiefs. I know the Bills are number four right now as well. But I think for that reason, the Bills are going to have to change up what they've been doing recently. And I like Mahomes more. He's just just now getting hot again, and I think they can get hot at the right time. So Casey. Yes. All right, Tim. Are you a lone wolf? I'm a lone wolf. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to do it just yeah. to be different. Not, and not, not just to be different. I really do believe in Buffalo. I think this if, if there's a year where it could happen, I think this is the year for Buffalo. Let's be honest. The Chiefs have owned the AFC the last few years. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're still – you're right. They are getting hot at the right time. But – even this last game, Harrison Bucker, their quarterback, uh, their, their quarterback, my goodness, their, their kicker, <laughs> yeah. uh, the, kicked a, really provided a lot of momentum for them and kept them in that game and made that game. Uh, and now Miami was, was terrible, but but um, <laughs> it, it wasn't like there was like this phenomenal offensive outburst where you go, oh my gosh, the Chiefs are back. They still have those drop balls. Yep. That was a game at home. Don't 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 forget. Um, I think it'll be tough for the Bills. I do. Um, but I think if the, if there's any year where they're going to kind of get over that hump, I think this could be the year. So I'm going to go Buffalo. All right. Sorry to be that guy. So, oh, no, no, no. That's <laughs> great. Let's recap. Your your Ravens are playing at 430 on Saturday, and your 49er Packer game is going to be Saturday also at 815. Then if you tune in at 3 o'clock, you got a little while after church to sleep in before the Bucks and Lions at 3 o'clock, Eastern time, of course. And then the Bills, who are favored by two and a half, Host the Chiefs at 6.30 that night. So you get a little chance to go to bed early, maybe. You know, football's been keeping us up late. You know know what I mean? So that will be (laughs) divisional. I know we tease talking about offensive, defensive, rookie, MVP, coach, all that mess. And uh, you're going to have to wait until next week. (laughs) There's another tease. Here's why. The NFL makes us wait. So they're not in any hurry. There's less games to talk about next week, too. They're they're not in any hurry, right? right. So we're going to give you that, and we're finally, now that we're all the way down, we'll finally, we're all going to give you our road and who's going to win the Super Bowl next week. We're One by one, we're going to walk you through our script. <laughs> yep. As we're so close now, it's a kind yes. of a, And before it gets too thin, yeah. what's the team you're rooting for? Uh, Tim, Tim, we know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Tim. what's the team you're rooting for the most to make it and win? Um, I'm going to say Buccaneers. I love Baker Mayfield. I think he always gets hated on. He's never been an elite quarterback. He's never going to be. But he drafted him first overall, so he has that on his shoulders the rest of his life. He's always going to be a bust in people's minds, but he's just a franchise quarterback. He's a good quarterback. Obviously, high statistically this year, very good quarterback this year. I've always been a fan of him. I think people just don't like him because he came out of college cocky, chip on his shoulder, first overall pick, all that stuff. But I look aside that. I think he's a great player. I think people just don't like him now. because Outside of football, they don't like him for other reasons. I'll take obviously Packers for for the for the league, but I, nah, I will say from the AFC standpoint, right? <laughs> Buffalo Bills, fan, fantastic fan base, dedicated fans, haven't won in That's forever. That's what we call those guys, right? <laughs> <laughs> haven't won in forever. I, I'm pulling for them. I'm pulling for the Bills. So the, like the fan base that wears cheese on their head is rooting for the fan base that jumps through tables. Basically, We all know what you're saying. Hey, I, I don't love or hate the Bills. I think they're a lot like Dallas in that people you, have expected a lot out of them. You're, you're not, you're not you're saying 49ers. <clears throat> no, you, let me just guess oh, for Are you, you going to put your words in my yeah, mouth? you're not going to say 49ers you can't okay. stand the 49ers. Stop. <laughs> no, Listen, no, no, no. <laughs> you know my whole MO is I don't want to breathe hate on anything. You can't stand them, though. 
No, I'll use the I'll use the word hate. Every <laughs> road to the significant season for Dallas has gone through Candlestick Park or yeah. Levi, not Levi, because yeah, we haven't yeah, been relevant in thirty years. Right, yeah. The point is, I saw the catch and about threw up. Mm-hmm. Literally, almost threw up in my living room because I was a young kid and I realized, <laughs> wait, we're done. That's yeah, it. That horrible. catch just meant our. I mean, when you first like, it's like it's like the Santa Claus thing. It's that's that brutal. moment where you're like, hey, hey. hey. So we know who you hate. That's all it says. <laughs> so <laughs> who are you rooting for? Do I hate the 49ers? Yes, I do. You're I'm picking the Lions. I'm right. still bitter. You're picking the Lions. That they have stood in the way yeah, of yes. every other Super Bowl we could have won. Um, no, here's the thing. Like that, that's the only team I hate. I love the Walrus. So if they win, I'm not mad. I don't care about the Bills. I care about a few of my friends that really love the Bills. And I only know a couple Bills fans, let's be honest. I don't know a Texans fan, as I mentioned. If, you, if you're a Texans fan, hit me up. I'd love to know who you are. That'd be cool because there's got to be some of you out there. You pack stadiums. Um, I don't give a rip about the Ravens. I love Lamar. I think he's been pooped on too long. He's a quality, quality quarterback yep. who can't stay Tim healthy. Knows. You got five touchdowns out of him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the championship. You know, we've all of us, all of us guys, you know, Stan can tell you this. We love what the Lions have done. We're all huge fans of the Lions. I love Baker. I love what the packet did to my Cowboys last week. No, I don't. <laughs> I just love them for, for being better. I don't know. As long as the 49ers don't win, I hate to be that guy because I want everyone to root for their people and put energy in that. So I'm rooting for all those other teams, but I don't care about the Niners. So Just for you to say the Lions. No, I, I could. Texans are a great story. Packers are a great story. I love what the Chiefs are doing. You know, my heart says, here's what I want. I want the Packers to win. I want the Texans to win. I want the the Lions so to win. So a Packers Texans Super Bowl. <laughs> Can you imagine? If, here's the real question: <laughs> If the Packers and Bucks, underdog city, make it to the NFC Championship game, what in the world? We've got to do something crazy. And by the way, the four AFC quarterbacks this year, uh, th- this week versus the four NFC quarterbacks, <laughs> a totally different league. Yeah. Uh, in AFC fairness, league. Baker's been balling out. So. I, I know, but you got Mahomes and the, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think I could be wrong, Stat Monster. I think that the Bucks quarterback, Baker uh, Mayfield, had a better stat line than the Chiefs quarterback against the Dolphins. I could be wrong. I'm sure you're probably right, but no one would yeah. say. No. Make, no Baker, nobody's taking Baker, Baker Bayfield yeah, over, 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 yeah. Well, one was in Tampa Bay. One was in negative 30 degrees. Right, yeah. So. Look, you can talk semantics. Hey, <laughs> all I semantics know. is facts. Baker Mayfield, in his playoff career, mm-hmm. he did make it with the Browns a few mm-hmm. times. He's two and one, mm-hmm. but has eight hundred and four yards, seven touchdowns, one interception. That's, so, I mean, he's been Baker. Money. If Baker gets, yeah, and can we just? His one loss was to the Pat Mahomes Super Bowl team. By yes, the way. and the elephant in the room, dude took over for Tom Stinking Brady. Yeah, Who has the audacity to do that? Yeah. He, that did, he did the same thing. Baker Mayfield, comparative to last year. Hey. I don't know. I don't even know what to think. I don't care. It's playoff football. It's what it's so all good. about. Yeah, We're so weeks away from anointing a brand new champion. All these teams are deserving of it. I'm not mad if any of them win. They've they've all collectively won their divisions. They're all division winners. Every one of them. Right? Uh, not Packers, but yeah. Not the, oh, not the Bills. We're, 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 yeah, you we're, didn't win your division? <laughs> we did not. No, no, the Lions. The Lions are still in. Yeah. yeah, yeah Gosh, bro. I'm looking at this going, wait, wait, wait. They won, they won, they won. Yeah. The Bills did. Texas did. That means Dallas should have been in there because they won their division. No. We snuck into the party late. The party's great. This is divisional football. When we get together next time, we're going to recap division football. I promise you, we're going to give you our offense, defensive, MVP, coach, all that stuff 
And more importantly, we're going to talk about the conference round that's upcoming in a couple weeks. So stay tuned. We'll see you next time. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please tell a friend and help us spread the word. We've set up our online shop at guyswithouthelmets.com where you can get your own Guys Without Helmet gear. We also post a weekly video on YouTube, so please stop by and give us a like and subscribe to our channel. Finally, if you want up-to-date information and news as it breaks, please follow us on Instagram. As always, thanks for listening. We'll see you next time on Guys Without Helmets.